Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Andre, the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world, emanating with all parties here in New York City. It is I, the mage one, Peter Rosenberg himself, a.k.a. your favorite vintage shirt dealer's favorite customer, a.k.a. Mr. Enjoy Yourself, and I'm joined by the statless one. Oh, yeah. A.k.a. the lover of delicious chicken. Oh, yeah. A.K.A. I like a delicious chicken. The physically large. Oh, yeah. And his new nickname, <laughs> A.K.A. the physically cheap. Stat guy Greg, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, listen. I bring the cheap, you bring the heat. That's it. <laughs> what is the problem? What is the issue? Yo, you delivered. You started off the show. It's already a home. The show's already a home run. What is the issue? You bring the cheap. I bring the heat. Yeah, there we go. Yo, that's the new shirt. One brings the cheap. One brings the heat. <laughs> That's it. It's cheap heat. Well, SGG, we have a limited time today because uh, I'm late to the studio, shockingly. And um, you're going back to lovely Philadelphia. Yep. So there was a lot to dive into. I see no. Are those notes? These are notes. Oh, let's, let's not waste These any time. Notes. First of all, only thing I'll tell you about Outside the Ring for me is Complex Open late this week. I have Ric Flair on there. We went jewelry shopping. I'm very no, proud of it. No, you didn't go jewelry shopping. We went. Rolex, Rolex shopping. shopping. Exactly. So if you want to see the nature boy, m- 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 Midge. um, check it out. He really, he, he seemed good, right? Like, yeah. No, that was, that was a fun segment. And he seemed physically and like yeah. mentally, like just really He's good. Back. He's yeah, back. He seemed really back. So what else has Gigi outside the ring? The sides um, open late on complex. Happy birthday to Dusty Rhodes. Uh, As we record today. Yeah. Today's, the, today's his birthday. Um, so happy birthday to him. Uh, Kevin Owens apparently is injured and might require knee surgery. Oh, no. According to postwrestling.com. Minor knee surgery. Apparently, there was some lingering issues, and so that explains. Nothing serious. So, there will be a few weeks, not a few months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, WWE NXT UK gets the premiere date. So, it's next week, um, October 17th at 7 p.m. Um, London time. So, it's basically the NXT slot, but it'll air... At 7 p.m. local. Who's uh, who's calling it? Nigel, obviously, right? I'm not sure. I don't think uh, those details have come out yet. Got to have my guy Nigel on there, right? But Nigel's do Nigel's with us though. Nigel's over here for uh, our NXT. We and got- is it literally is it literally going to be permanently airing like weekly? Uh, I think that was the goal. And emanating always from the UK, obviously. Yep. And not recorded like a bunch in one day? I think they are going to do a bunch in one okay. day. Okay. Because like that's what they do with uh, NXT now. They record a bunch. Right. Then... So I would assume they go there, maybe knock out like a lot in one day. Yeah. And then stretch it. Yeah, probably. So then with that, with that, uh, it's doable for Nigel to be on both. All right. Major. Um, okay. And I definitely have a happy birthday to the great Dusty Road Daddy and, um, FGG. What else? And that's all I had from outside the ring. So we can get rolling. It was been, uh, you texted me during Raw excited. Yeah, no, Raw was fun. I mean, it felt, it was 2003 adjacent on Monday. Yeah, a, a lot happened. And like, even when I texted you, I was like, yo, are you watching? And I look at the clock and it was like, first hour. That was just the first hour. You got the the DX return, then the Bobby Lashley heel turn. Yep. 
well, possibly a double turn, Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens, and right. then the Bella Twins turn heel on Ronda, like, yep. all before nine. It's a lot. It was a good episode. A yeah. solid, solid episode. Um, it did feel that way. Like, just so much different stuff happening. The Bella turn is fantastic. Um, they have so much heat in general. Yeah. And they, they used it perfectly to, uh, you know, to transition that, cause like, People just don't want to see the Bellas wrestling. They don't want them in that prominent position. So what do you do? You throw Nikki Bella in a in a women's title match against you know the up and coming star Ronda Rousey, which it feels even weird to say that up and coming star Ronda Rousey. But um, as far as WWE, that's what she is, and she's hot too. And like you know, they had the Bellas around Ronda Rousey, and I don't think that the Bellas being with Ronda Rousey necessarily gave her anything, you know, as uh, friends, but as adversaries. There's a lot that everybody can gain from that. All parties. Um, it, it it did take a little while for Ron to start selling the beat down. <laughs> yeah. You notice that? I did. Outside the ring, she's still just like, ah, so that's annoying. <laughs> These two people savagely beating me. Ah, and then she like goes back in the ring, and eventually, you see some indication. Right. That physically it took a toll. I think she's just because she's not used to that, at least in the WWE. Um, she's been on the dominant end of things. So for her to catch a beatdown is unfamiliar territory. This is strange. I just noticed on the drop machine, next to where Nor- I have the some drops, I noticed there's some more Hogan drops that I didn't know about. Only a couple, let's see. I'm going to prove, brother, that I can beat you anywhere, anytime. Regular, standard issue. Okay. This seems very basic. What you gonna do when Hulkamania run wild on you? Not the highest quality drop I've ever heard. Also, this factory issue Hulk Hogan stuff so far. Yeah, I mean, it's not this. If you actually think, if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the wrong, at the right time, let me say it one more time. One more time. So you completely understand, McMahon. Completely. You understand. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right guy. He literally says it eight times, eight different times. Anyways, um, yeah, so I enjoyed the Bella heel turn. We knew it was coming. Now here's the one thing though, Greg. I do not, repeat, do not want a, they didn't announce the match, did they? They did. Oh, so it's one-on-one, correct? Yep. I was a little worried it was going to be a handicap match and she was just going to do the double. She can't. I mean. Arm bar again. Which I thought was unique and fun. It was. No, it was, but I don't, I wouldn't want it to Nikki Bella. Yeah. Not, it wouldn't just be Nikki Bella. It'd be be Nikki and Brie. Well, I could deal with it to Brie and someone else. Nikki, I think the reason I like Nikki and Rhonda, even though I think we all know how this will play out, is that from a physical standpoint, to Mm -hmm. me, there are only some people that are credible for Rhonda. And I think Nikki Bella is one of them. I think if handled the right way, Nikki can be a credible opponent. Yeah, that's fair. That's accurate. She's strong. Yeah. You know, she has moves that look physically imposing. I'm sorry, guys. Y'all can get mad at me all you want. And I understood disagreeing with me about the Brie Bella thing, even though you were literally all wrong. But that's fine. But what we're not going to do is act like Nikki hasn't actually gotten really solid in the ring. I get comments on Brie. I really do. But I will not take slander for Nikki. I won't. I think she has a solid move set. I think she's big and strong and credible seeming. And 
This, to me, is intriguing as a match. And the one thing I worry about, though, is I just get nervous for Nikki because of her health. And she's in there with a rookie. Yeah, I forget you forget about that. You know, they're going to have to spend a a lot of time preparing for that, especially with all the tosses she does. What's her what's her move called? Where she uh, what do they call the um, the move where she puts them up on the shoulder? I don't know that they have given it like a move that like they didn't. I don't know that they give it a name. But either way, it involves dumping people close to on their head. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's reckless, but like, No, 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 no. I don't think it's reckless. It is scary looking, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's reckless, but it's just in terms of the part of your body that takes impact, mm-hmm. it's right near where Nikki's problems are. So you just have to be very mindful. Um, and you know Nikki's going to take one of those, too. Like, it's in Ronda's moveset. It has to happen. And, well, Nikki just seems to, like, Nikki goes for it, man. It's another reason I really like her and respect her. Um, I get it. You know, Cena gets booed. The Bellas get booed. Or at least Nikki gets booed. Yeah, the issue... Because Brie comes out with Daniel Bryan and gets cheered. (laughs) Right. Brie comes out with Nikki and gets booed. That's part of the issue, too. That is really part of the issue. And, like, um, you know, another part of it, too, is, like, people want... People don't want variety out of their wrestlers, it seems. Like, they they respect, like, an AJ or, you know, more than they would respect the Miz. You know what I mean? Like... Nikki doesn't have to be Sasha or Charlotte or Becky to to have some value in the ring. And I don't think people get that. I think you're right, too. They all they everything is supposed to be. I mean, that's why, you know, Sam and I discussed this last week on his uh, podcast that he did after the uh, pay-per-view. But that's why I like the storyline of the Bellas fighting for, you know, the women who were there before the women's revolution. Yeah. It's like there were women. I know it wasn't maybe the most considered the most glorious time, but there were women working and isn't part of respecting all women here, respecting the women who were working even when they were being disrespected. Yeah. Cause let's be clear. It's not that there were no talented women then is that they were not treated with respect. It that And that was, <laughs> that's the thing too. It's like, you know, let's just say that the women that they have today had to go through what the women were being put through back in back then, you know, like the bra and panty matches and the mud wrestling and things like that. Who would we? Who would be around? Who would we even like? Would we still be Sasha Banks fans and like you know? Would we be Bailey fans, Charlotte fans? Like you know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't skip over from Trish and Lita to Sasha and Charlotte. That didn't happen. Right. There was a long time in there. And some pretty dope people were in there, by the way. Melina was my favorite. Melina was fire. Um, Gail Kim was in there. Yep. Victoria. Um, you guys know I, I actually really liked Maurice the first time around. Eve Torres was dope, too. Yeah, Eve Torres got there. She wasn't there at first, but eventually yeah. she got there. Um, you know, she wasn't the, the world's uh, best in-ring talent, but Kelly Kelly was over and people loved her. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, and that was in spite of having to do a lot of wax up. I'm sorry, Michelle McCool, Lay Cool was Lay Cool was dope. Too. Lay Cool was hilarious. Now, in retrospect, in this era, you wouldn't have done what their gimmick was of like bullying people, but they were mage. I enjoyed. Yeah, Lay they cool. were like adult Mean Girls. Yeah, it was good. Now, yeah. some people think it was a rip off of uh, what you call the beautiful people. The beautiful people. Eh, eh, oh, damn. It, was, it was different to me. 
Um, I, I know they were similar, but I thought it was a little more nan 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 boo boo. It but, was a little more but of that. But the reason people think that too, though, is because, like you said, that era, the the women only had but so many opportunities, and so like, you know, TNA had a women's group, WWE had a women's group, and regardless of how different they were, it's like okay, there's some blonde. They're the same. Of them. Yeah, like they must be the exact same. Yeah. And let's take it out on them, by the way. <laughs> right. It's like. And it was the same thing. I know Samoa Joe mentioned this in an interview too, where like someone compared him to Umaga, and it's like just because they're Samoans with a physical wrestling style. Mind, mind you, like besides the fact that their style was intense and hard hitting, they wrestled completely different styles, completely different gear. Like I don't. What is the Samoa Joe Umaga comparison? Now, real quick, special breaking news uh, interrupt. Well, let me let, let me get you some breaking news for our kind of breaking news. What would it be? Hold on. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? You're looking at Nothing beats This is Cheap Heat Breaking News. Just because I've checked out on this. It doesn't even get me mad anymore. I don't think. But I haven't seen it yat <laughs> Okay. So let's hear the reaction that Stack Guy Greg has to I'm guessing what would be the first visual he's seen of Kanye meeting Donald Trump. Yes. Alright, here we go. I love this guy right here. Yeah, yeah. Come here. Yeah. That's really nice. And that's from the heart. I didn't want to put you in that position. Yeah, but, but that's from the heart. Special guy. These two are special people. Oh no, I just looked at Greg. I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> My God! My God! Kanye's killed that guy, Greg! Yeah. By the way, I'm not laughing because it doesn't kill me too. I'm just I've moved on. I'm now in like it's so in crazy land that I just am over. That's it. gonna be a bad breakup too, though, because you have like oh my god, two, yo, you talk about a WWE breakup, Greg? You have two narcissists who are basically like they're both <laughs> taking turns just doing that, and then the first second it goes bad, like it's gonna oh the breakup, epic. Who's going? I can't wait for that. I, I who do you think goes through the barbershop window? Kanye's definitely throwing Trump through the barbershop window. I don't know, but you no, that, that means you think Kanye's turning on Trump first? Yeah. Well, but, see, I don't know. Though. Because Kanye could just say something that's a little bit the wrong way, and it gets reported back to Trump, and Trump, Shawn Michaels, Cause, him. Because what could happen? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I think is more likely. Kanye won't come out and diss Trump. Kanye will misstep in their relationship. And Trump, who already in their current moment they're having, not in our minds historically, right now, Donald Trump is Shawn Michaels and you're already Marty Jannetty. <laughs> yeah. He's president. And, and whether we, he is currently the most famous person on planet earth. Keep in mind, they both, all they're really both about is fame. Yeah. And right now, Donald Trump, Trump is in the number one fame slot in the world. So whenever he wants to turn this thing over and kick you through the barbershop window, <laughs> and then in comes another black celebrity who he oh, picks yeah. up instead. I, I can't wait to see it, too. I can't wait what to a see so, it. Well, by God, evolution? It can't won't happen in two it. weeks. I think it's more like a, a rumble. 
Maybe a mania match. It might be a mania match. Because <laughs> this could last for a few months. Yeah, it might be a mania Let's match. Let's see how they play out the story, though. And uh, by the way, I already know that when we, uh, next week when we get to mail, we're going to have a lot of fantasy booking on how Trump and Kanye <laughs> as a tag team plays out. Because my God. Wow, he really went around. He went around the desk and hugged him for. You don't really see that very often. Yeah, no, I, isn't that a breach of protocol too? You don't. You're not supposed to get that close. I not you would. What if someone attacked him? Yeah. <laughs> what if he's, What if the, uh, the the Secret Service jumped on his back? What are you doing? Yeah, can you imagine if he got shot and then tried to pull a race car? He's like, is it because I'm black? He's like, no, Kanye. <laughs> we have a lot of great officers here. They were doing what they had to do. Exactly. He was crazed. We saw a crazy man wearing a Make America Great Again hat. He admits it himself. He said it himself. He said it himself. He's He's crazy. crazy. All right. I think we did a good job talking about that and actually not being that political. But anyways, Timberland. All right. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a radio guy. All I do is talk for a living. But there are a lot of people out there who work, construction workers, utility repairmen, solar technicians. People who make their life doing things, all right? They keep the lights on. They keep the roads paved. They keep the water flowing. These are the unsung heroes, all right? Look around you. All these things that happen, they're done by doers. And for all the doers out there, Timberland Pro has the hypercharge work boot designed for optimal performance and comfort. Anti-fatigue technology delivers underfoot comfort for long days on the job site. Um, it's a phenomenal boot, all right? A must-have boot. For doers. They're talkers and they're doers. Timberland Pro always do. Never done. Back to the lecture at hand, as Dr. Dre would say. Speaking of America, Kurt Angle bam, 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 bam. shows up on Monday Night Raw, and I did not realize it was him until he hit that angle slam. Yo, I I, I think I, I don't know if you know if I paid attention to the angle slam. I don't think I realized it was him until he took it off. I caught the angle slam because like when he hit those the triple German suplex. I'm like, okay, this conquistador is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> this guy's pretty good. You're like, is that the guy that I met in the warehouse? <laughs> that doesn't look like one of the conquistadors <laughs> from the video of Yo, me in the warehouse. Cause I didn't re- like, I didn't realize Kurt Angle's body was shaped like that too, though. Like, he looked different than it normally looks. Um, okay, so I just searched on the computer. Great, there is a Kurt Angle thing here. What do you think it is? Do you think it's the appropriate thing? It's gotta be the. Well, that's what you'd think. Let's see. Well, now everyone has to wait because I accidentally pushed something. <laughs> Here Some, we go. Something loading now. So there it is. He looked good. He did. He looked better as Conquistador than he looks as Kurt Angle, <laughs> to be honest with you. Qualified for the World Cup. What the hell is the World Cup, by the way? Came out of nowhere, huh? Yeah, it feels just like it's a tournament for, like... The Saudi prince's favorite guys. From- Shout out to uh, Randy Cruz, who's a big avid listener of the show, who is desperate for who, who's desperate for King of the Ring to come back, and it was King of the Ring or Jace. Yeah, a Jace esque though. Yeah, because what what does it mean to win it? It means nothing. I don't think the winner gets anything besides maybe the cup itself. Um, it may be something that you don't even talk about after. It happens, especially when Survivor Series rolls around. But, now, uh, now, by the way, um, I got when I, I mentioned Randy Cruz, he also sent me some audio from last week that I got to put in the system that's not in yet. It doesn't make sense, you know. It's like having a basketball team in Seattle. 
classic moment. And he, yeah. also, and he also said this. Perfect is exactly what he says he is. Perfect. And tonight, the Lexus, the Lexus, the narcissist Lex Luger. I'm gonna go do it right now. I'm so excited. It's WrestleMania. When he says who, he looks at me like he legit wants to know. Who are you talking about? Yeah. Hold on one more time. Mr. Perfect is exactly what he says he is. Perfect. And tonight, the Lexus, the Lexus Lark, the narcissist Lex Luger. I'm gonna go do it right now. I've had it. I'm so excited. So shout out to Randy Cruz. Anyone, my favorite. Anyone who wants to send us botched lines, they're our favorite. Um, and a, a, a Twitter user let me know that uh, Mike Adamley is actually not doing that well over the last couple of years. He was like, you know, you play that Mike Adamley drop, but he he supposedly has CTE and dementia from football. I did not know that, and I did not know that either. Um, and I appreciated being alerted to it. I am still going to play the drop. Should be announced. Um, because think about. The people that we play botching things on this show are have taken chair shots to the head. All of them, unfortunately, have some sort of thing that's happened. And obviously, like, I, I hate to defend Hogan, but like you know, like he, come on, he's gone. And like, he, but, and we still play his drops. Yeah, yeah, his drop. You think Hulk Hogan has? I mean, now listen, I don't know about you know. Obviously, he has something diagnosed, and so I take that seriously and send nothing but love to him. Guys, but in this specific moment, it's not like he had no idea. And ca- this was a mistake. I'm a broad. Yesterday, I had to stop my ENN and apologize because <laughs> it was so bad. Like sometimes you just mess up as a performer. Another man who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation. His name is Jeff Harvey Hardy. So that has nothing to do with the other, and that is not sending a shot at him. In fact, I think it's nice that he, by playing him, he's in the WWE universe of the lexicon of characters we play. So sending certainly sending well wishes out to Mike Adamley. Um and yes, I will continue to make fun of everybody who's ever had a yeah. verbal botch, including myself, when a really good one comes. Knock on wood, it won't be for a while. <laughs> well, I play watch, this though. Watch it be today. Uh, do we know your next appearance? There's a a pay per view coming up. You're gonna do the pre show for that one or no? You know what? I don't know. Uh, they just they call me almost at the last minute. I'm just like the go to guy when they don't have when they think of me or when they don't have anybody if somebody gets sick. Or like uh, when Booker T, they had the floods in Houston, and then I think uh, Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is, he got sick or something. <laughs> what is it? So everyone catches it, all right? Sorry, SGG. So th- so we don't really know what this World Cup is, but we know there's some mage names already in it. Yeah, but th- but that's my issue, though. Like, I felt like the World Cup, I got excited for it because uh, I thought they were going to go the route of, um, you know, Cruiserweight Classic, May Young Classic, and showcase some... Not necessarily young talent, but new talent, and try to make this a real global thing. But then, everybody introduced right now is from USA. You had John Cena, Kurt Angle, um, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, um, Shinsuke, and Rey Mysterio are in a qualifying match for SmackDown next week. But uh, that's still like one of the eight spots going to in someone international. You know, Kofi could have taken a spot representing Africa. You know, that's right. Ghana specifically, but could throw threw one in there. Is Cena in? Cena's in. He's repping the U.S. But that's the thing, though. These people are not representing countries, but it's supposed to be like, like the, World, the Cup. World Cup. So it's like you could have had people in there representing countries and in- exactly what you just said eight seconds ago. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, well, uh, we'll listen, be a fun I expect that Crown Jewel will be more like a house show 
than Australia. Yeah. That's my opinion. By the way, have we done a show since Australia? No. Oh, my God. I'm delirious. I thought we already did one. No, this is the one. No. You sure? I'm positive. <sighs> There's so much to mention then. Um, all right, let's get through other things from Raw this week, and then we'll we'll just we'll go through it quickly. It's not there's only a couple of really relevant things to tackle from it, in my opinion. Although I enjoyed it, yeah. There's only a couple. It was things. a fun show. It, it was like, a fun show. They had a lot of rematches. Actually, I guess we're here right now, so we can just talk about it. But um, what did I? I really enjoyed the Triple H Shawn Michaels match. I know some people didn't. I'm sure some people hated on it. <laughs> Um, I didn't see it much hate on it, actually. Really? People seem to like it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I think it could have been shorter, but even with it being what it was. Um, yeah, I, I thought that the, there are limitations now. Right. Most notably Undertaker. So Triple H is the perfect person to be involved in a match like that because he designs these elaborate stories within a match that, to me, made it fun. And he controls the pacing of matches really well. Really does. And, like, I really enjoyed how, like, petulant Shawn Michaels was. <laughs> you know, I uh, I really dug it. I, I don't think it was, you know, I don't think it's the match that you're talking about for a long time. I don't know if I have Shawn top ten. But it was it was entertaining. And it, end, it actually surprised me at the end. I really thought when they had that moment where Triple H went up and grabbed Undertaker by the head and was talking to him. I was like, oh, they're really just wrapping it up here. It actually got me. For a split second. For a split second. And then and then Sean going through the table. Although I gotta tell you, Greg, I personally came up with the idea for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> What's that? Here's my idea. Shawn Michaels, instead of just having this little thing, if he's bored, you know, here's the real deal. Sean is back because oh and wow, I think we're in more business here. Sean is back because, frankly, Sean is bored, and they're offering him a ton of money. So, if you if that's the case, if you're bored and want some money, mm-hmm. Sean Michael, you're already out of retirement now. So let let's do some math real quick. Okay, too. go ahead. Sean Michaels retired what eight years ago? Was yeah, two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. So shortly after he retired, he was he mentioned in an interview. This might have been with Linda, but he, it wasn't an interview that I read for dot com. Okay, that um the reason that he retired was because the year before, the WrestleMania before that I think it was twenty five when he had the first match with Undertaker. Um, he was talking to somebody about his son, and they asked him, you know, how old is your kid? He was nine years old at the time. And the dude goes, oh, you're halfway there. So he goes, what do you mean? He says, nine more years and he's going to be 18. And he's going to be out the door. So Sean was like, really want to spend that time with his son. So he gave us one more year. Now his son is 10. His son is probably about 18 right I think now. He's, I think his, uh, Rick told me when I saw him the other day, uh, his son's about to go to – or just went for went to college. Exactly. And – and his, but he has a daughter also, but his daughter has a life too. She's like 16 or something. Right. Like and, and his daughter's about to be probably off to college as well. And those tuition bills are no joke. I don't know what his bank was looking like. It from, has to be looking good. It has to, but still, like, you don't want to. But still, these days, college, you're talking about, it could be, he could be spending $200,000 each. Right. And you don't want to diminish your lifestyle because you got these kids going to get a history. Although, to suggest that, Greg, we have to assume that in the last run of HBK, the like 05 to 10, I think he was close to seven-figure range. 
Yeah, but what before I'm, anything else. But what I'm saying is he's got to have a some good. But it's it's money. People well, always want more. Exactly. Money. What I'm saying is if if the Saudis are throwing around some cash, right, and he can get enough to pay for his kids to go to college for one match, he can. He he will be. Then no brainer. Do it. Then do it. Yeah. By the way. This is one of those moments, guys. Uh-oh. Everyone get ready because this might be hard for some of you to take. This is one of those moments where you have to remember it's not real. I just want to thank each and every one of y'all for all you've done to your bodies. It's still real to me, damn it. I'll be... Thank take you. it easy, man. <laughs> take it easy, man. Cause I'll tell we that might be our next show. <laughs> take it easy, man. Not, um, not thank you. No, no, take it take easy, easy, man. Buddy. He's like, chill out, bruh. You need to, so. But my point is, the retirement doesn't matter. It doesn't. The, the, it, this is not the NBA. You're not really messing up your legacy. I mean, yeah, of course you can. If you come back and perform terribly, will there be a memory that people are like, oh, remember when he came back and he stung? Yes. That part is real. But also, Sean doesn't care about that either. He said many times that he doesn't care about being anybody's goat. He doesn't care about his legacy. Like, he's happy with his career. And by the way, for, for the record, I mean, I, I just never will believe that Sean's quite number one anyway, um, even though he's very, very good. But... Um, it's very, very good as an understatement. He's an all-time great, but he's not, to me, he's not number one. And even if he was number one, by the way, even if, um, Hulk Hogan was your number one, I still, he's 60. And if Hulk came back and was like, I'm having one more match, brother. So? Yeah. He would look bad. Could you do one leg drop? Can you do one leg drop? If you can, there'll be someone to enjoy it. So. It's about the storytelling too. It's and, about, it's, and that's why, like, literally two minutes into Raw, I had sent out a tweet that was just like, these writers are brilliant. Because for the past eight years, Shawn Michaels has been digging them in the hole. I'm never coming back. I respect The Undertaker. I'm not doing this. I'm happy outside the ring. And then they had to undo eight years of that in a promo. And they did. No, they did a good job. There's no way around it. Um, so my idea, if you're going to come back anyway, and you're a little bored, and you want to just go on a run. Because listen, it's different being at home. And if you just want to go have fun for six months to a year, he should do a thing where he picks his opponents and just has one dream match after another. Every pay-per-view, he picks another one. And he's just like, I'm just picking. I'm picking the people that I deem to be great. The, the wrestlers come out and try to pitch their case as to why they deserve a match with Shawn Michaels. Mm, HBK Open Challenge. It's the HBK Open Challenge. But people are fighting over it. I mean, who wouldn't want that? And then you have the possibility of Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Of AJ Styles. Of all the matches people really want to see. So. And then, and then all of a sudden, when you think it's all those ones, Triple H walks out and you get one last one of those. You know, like, that would be, now, but I just, here's what I think. We're yet to see him. We saw him take a choke slam through the table, and we saw him take a bunch of small bumps. Mm -hmm. But the way he, like, walks and stuff, it's so hard for me to see him taking, like, a back body drop or something. Like, I, it's hard for me to I picture that. Can, I think he can still do it. I think he can. You think he's, I mean, Flair did it forever. What, what's, uh, he's what, 53 or something? Yeah. Sean's 53. And Nate did it till almost 60? Nate would do it again right now. I don't know if he could. <laughs> he would. He would. He seemed great. But, no, but Nate was, what, 59 when he retired? Um, What, you mean the WWE retirement? Or the yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry. The, w, the real one. Was, <laughs> I think it was 59. I have to double check. 
Isn't it crazy that he was only 59 then? Because he obviously so much has happened that, that he seems much older it's now. It's crazy, too, because like, I feel like Rick 59 Flair's, is not that old. No, but Ric Flair's been old my whole life, too, I feel like, almost. <laughs> like I remember seeing him in Body Slam looking like youngish, that old wrestling movie. Yeah. And just like a cameo, and then you flip to WCW, and it's like, oh, this is old man. And he's just thick. He can still go, which is crazy. Yeah, but that's so interesting. I thought about his retirement, him seeming so old. And now maybe it's just because I'm older, I'm 39, but like 59 doesn't seem that old. No, it doesn't. I mean, it did. Uh, but I guess to be an athlete, it's still being an athlete. Yeah. So 59 at for the, an athlete is very I like the highest old. level, too. Yeah, that that is old, no matter how you cut it, at 59. Although there are dudes who did it longer, for sure. Terry Funk. Terry Funk is still, still like, out there, right? Yeah. Every Blue Moon. I feel like he hasn't officially, like, he's retired and come back and retired, but, like, I feel like he hasn't, like, stayed away. Um, But, yeah, there are people who definitely kept it going longer than that. So, uh, anyways, that's what I would do. I would love to see him have matches with so a lot wait, of people. I have a question about that. How do you book the matches themselves? Does he win them? Does he, like, do people come out and then, like, he beats them? Or do does he lose a couple of these matches? Because I could see a he, situation where, like, he does it, and then he beats the guy and like, like, yup, you weren't worthy. Next, who's next? And then like, similar to the way he retired Flair, where Flair had to keep winning and then he had to go. When he yeah, won. I don't know how you approach it in that regard. You do it like that. The second I leave, I'm done. Or is it just like, or is, you know what it is? Maybe he frames it as like, guys, it's exhibition. I'm not fighting for a title. I just want to get out here and work with these guys who are great. Okay. But then as he starts taking the matches, you realize that during the match, he can't help but take it seriously. There's no such thing as an exhibition with him. Of course, there's no such thing as an exhibition in professional wrestling anyway. Um, or not, or no, I guess everything's an exhibition. But that's, that to me would be a really fun way of doing it. And then some, he gives someone a chance. You know, um, he gives a few people who you wouldn't necessarily, Jason Jordan, like people you might not expect to get it. By the way, when you said there was a return, I was sure it was Jason Jordan. Nah. What the hell's going on there? I, I believe the last I read that he was still dealing with that injury, and then people were saying they don't know if he is going to come back. I know he's working at a, as a producer around um, SummerSlam, a couple of shows after that. Hmm. All right, SGG, what else? Because we got to get to ma 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 SmackDown, Charlotte and Becky. Woo! <laughs> So, um, obviously you can't see any of this, but Rosenberg, (sighs) his mic just fell. And And I don't know how it fell. No, it doesn't even make sense, though. These things look pretty secure. I guess the screw. But again, I'm looking at mine, and I don't see how that could have happened. But the best part is, it happened uh, because I went... Woo! <laughs> you didn't touch it. Yet. I didn't touch it. No. It was like it, it vibrated. It might have vibrated enough, like taking in the noise, that it fell. You've been you've been around Flair too long. Your woo was woo, too woo, powerful. Woo. But that <laughs> match was powerful. amazing. Yeah. You keep talking while I try to get this fixed. And apparently, um, according to to Twitter, and I apologize, I don't have the at, but that was the longest women's match on Raw or SmackDown. Um, ever clocking in at around 23 minutes. And, um, I gotta say, 
it was one of those matches that was so good that even as they went to commercial and would come back, I didn't realize that it was going so long because I spent the whole time just highly entertained with uh, with what they were doing. And I got to say, I thought this was going to be a Charlotte victory to uh, reclaim the championship, but I'm happy with the double countout result and uh, where it's going to go. Because the last woman standing at Evolution, even though it's not not really the first ever, because they did one um, on NXT, I believe it was last year, Asuka defended her NXT Women's Championship against Nikki Cross in a last woman standing match, which was the first ever of that kind all across WWE. So, you know, to say it's the first ever last woman standing is a little bit inaccurate. You are, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry, what are you doing? It's getting worse. <laughs> I, I thought you had it, and then I looked over, and I'm like, he doesn't have it. What the, <laughs> the hell is happening? But, um, but yeah, no, so, um, Charlotte and Becky, what the hell? really loving that rivalry, and it really feels like this is what they should have been doing with Sasha and Bailey. But I'm not gonna complain because um, we're getting there. And you want you want me to tag in? You you want to jump? You want to jump over here? No, no, Greg, I got it. Because <laughs> this, this is ridiculous. This is absurd. We 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 get back. To, we bring the band back together for one time. We get back in the studio, and this I, I hope. I just say. I just want to say. I hope that the um, DX reunion goes better than this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This I, everything imploded on this microphone in one in one this, moment. This, this was this was this was worse than the Kanye moment. <laughs> yeah. This was the worst moment of the show. Oh my god. Um, I uh, I agree with you on all counts. That match was phenomenal. Are you agreeing with me because you were too focused on the mic? No, I actually heard. I actually did hear. Okay. I don't. I couldn't repeat it. But at the time, I remember thinking that sounds right, Greg. Okay, that's fair. Um, it, listen, it was hard. I, the only thing I would have not agreed with is if you'd been like, no, it was terrible. No, that match was great. It was phenomenal. Um, and I can't fix this right now, so someone else, someone engineering can come <laughs> fix it. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. And I, I'm glad, again, we don't get a good finish. Keep going. Get the last woman standing match. And, yeah, I really I, – I always think Charlotte does a good job. The crowd naturally starts out booing her. And she always seems to win them back to babyface position by the end yeah. of the match. And that's how good they are because the crowd just, they don't want to play into these heel face dynamics. Which gets me so annoyed. Um, but Becky and Charlotte do a good job of, you know, forcing the crowd to do what they want to do. And, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, guys, these women are in on it too. Um, if you boo Becky, she's not going to feel disrespected or unappreciated. It's it's all a part of it's a part of the gimmick. It's the it's it's the story that they're telling. So I don't and, understand. And why do you people... think we'll actually ever get there with Sasha and Bailey? No, because then like. Then it it just doesn't make sense to tell the same story on both shows. No, it can't be that. It would, now it would have to be something else. All right, what else, SGG? Ms. TV. Uh, I didn't see Ms. TV. I know. I looked mage. AJ and Daniel Bryan. Yep, I know that part. And and I got to say, uh, yes, 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 y
Miz is, you know, AJ, AJ's a great wrestler. Daniel Bryan, great wrestler. But then when you talk about, like, the entertainment part of it, it's really hard to think of anybody that's up there with Miz. We could be in the middle of Miz country. Yeah. We didn't even get to talk about John Cena's hair. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I go back and forth on it. I mean, I think the You know what? It needs its own podcast, Greg. We just don't. We can't do it. No. It, it's it, it's unusual. And his body changing. We didn't get into that. Uh, we didn't get into um, the beautiful Buddy Murphy match, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. That was my favorite match of uh, a Super Showdown. I like that they sp- those trips cost like a bajillion dollars, but it was too expensive to fly Leo Rush, get him one coach ticket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess he wasn't really needed for what they're doing in that story. But he, he would, but that's my man, Bobby Lashley. But that's that's his guy, and he's part yeah. of the now he's part of the turn. Um, he so, drove that turn like he did the whole way. His well, because that's the thing. Bobby doesn't have a character. That's always been Bobby's thing. Bobby physically is a freak, ridiculous, solid in ring. Um, in real life, just great and actually pretty charismatic. But for whatever reason, why doesn't that translate? I don't know. I feel like, you know, they said Roman had a similar problem too of being like, just charismatic backstage and like around. I sat in catering for the, after I interviewed, so I interviewed him right before SummerSlam, and then at SummerSlam had lunch with him in catering. Um, me book, I think it was me, was it me booking him, and. We just sat around kicking it, and I really liked him. He's a likable dude. So yeah, he, but he needed Leo. So yeah, it's weird how. Some, Although Dipperseed not in don't translate. Dipperseed's not into Leo on Mike. No, no, loves him in the ring. Is obsessed. Doesn't like the character. Isn't that supposed to be the point though? Major. Just like I don't know. Either that, or he just wants him. No, Dip is such a nerd for wrestling too. He might just be like, shut up. I want to see him just wrestle. Dip secretly is as cool as Dip would like to be. <laughs> he could sit around and watch an eight match indie show of people doing crazy things, and that's it, with no stories whatsoever. I'm not, that's not me. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I you could do it. I couldn't. If do they, it if they had, if they had Major Delicious Chicken for sale, some beverages. I think you're staying. Now, granted, that would probably be enough to win me over as well. But <laughs> yeah, who who isn't? Who's turning this show down? M- 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 Mage. Now, real quick, um, I do believe. I think I may do something unprecedented, Greg. First time ever. I think I may do a first time ever today. I'm trying to think if it's time wise possible. I think it is. I think it is too. I know you don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, but I mean, you think we got to squeeze it in for the time. We got to get. No, it. no. Here's what I think we do. I think I'm going to release this episode right now. We're going to wrap it up as more pieces of the microphone <laughs> fall off. Another piece just fell off. I'm going to send this to Kyrie right now and get it up now on Thursday, and then tonight, like ten o'clock tonight. Or sometime, how bad, how bad's your day tomorrow? I could do tomorrow. Or sometime tomorrow morning, we'll jump on and do another half hour with Black Power Rankings and Mailbag. Boom. And then I'll even, I'll try to attach it to, if I can get my hands on, the full flare audio. I have, cause it's four minutes on open late, I talked to him for 40 minutes. I try to get the full 40 minutes with the Nate and throw that in too. Come on, we need that. So, and that way I can still be on time to my radio show. It starts in seven minutes. Why <laughs> did you actually get paid the big bucks? For? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do that. We'll come back later, everyone, with mail. So make sure. And I do want to apologize. Last week we accidentally spoiled May on Classic. Yeah. Now in the early, I didn't realize though because you know I'm. This is how this is how dumb I am. 
I have been avoiding Mae Young classic spoilers, and then when we said it, didn't even think about I it. I didn't even realize that. Like, well, I, and I will say, I, I, the people I heard from were mostly playfully mad, including one guy who called me an effer, and I took it seriously. And then he was like, "Dude, effer is a term of endearment." And I was like, I thought about it. I was like, "Oh yeah, you know what? It kind of is a term of endearment." <laughs> you know, if someone just says it like you, you effer. That's that true. Is, I've never. I'm what, thinking about it now. And I've never heard it be like a serious hostility. Thing. No, you can only say it's serious if there's a mother in front of it. Right. But if you just go effer, that could be someone said about their child. So I'm, I am like his child in that way. But <laughs> I, cause I was going to crush him for being actually that mad about the results to the Mayon Classic. Don't get me wrong. I love the tournament, but you don't have any anything invested in anyone yet. Like you can't care that much about the results. But that being said, the second I found out we did that. I put out a new episode, so some of you didn't get it. We replaced the audio, but for some people, it was too late, and I apologize. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, part two coming tomorrow, or maybe if you're getting to all these on Friday, it's up right now. Um, but either way, Greg, have a safe trip back to Philly. We'll talk later on down the line. Talk to you tonight. Stay mage. Or tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And enjoy yourself. Mail. Major. Mage. The majesty. It was Repug.